0: Crackdown man, a witch woman, a guy that can send himself on fire. Right. Are you blind? <laughs> and she's like, I have nothing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, people are in line for a popcorn. Hey, third person in line. What kind of popcorn do you want? Yeah. I'm okay. gonna quit. I'm got right. my resignation. Bro, and you're better toilet fixer than we
1: Welcome to the J.R.R. Talk Show. I'm one of your hosts, Robert Burry, joined as always by John Lee. Hi, how you doing? And Rowan Spears-Floyd. Yar! A couple things to get out of the way before we start into the news. Um... We are on a bunch of different podcast services now, so if you go to those, even if you're going to consume it via iTunes or YouTube, um, if you go to the other platforms as well and give us a like, subscribe, stuff like that, helps us be found. Um, The easiest way to find all of our content condensed in one area is on hammerbarrel.com. So if you want to go there, you can find all of our content. Um, It will also have links to all of the external links as well. Um, Time to get into the news. I've got three news stories. Great. Oh, boy. Two of them are DC
0: ones. Oh, boy. <laughs> but we should, have like, we should have, like, a song that plays whenever, like, a DC <laughs> <song.
2: laughs> <laughs> <laughs> noose. Yeah, we're already to come to you. <laughs> <laughs> it <This laughs> was the first... <laughs> <laughs> like, tell me... You sing me a theme from one of the Marvel movies that you remember. Because <laughs> 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 I can't think of any. <laughs> <laughs> oh that's
0: is that, is that the dc power <laughs> <Yeah. over here? laughs>
1: uh first thing i've got there's a working title for the shazam movie
0: is <laughs> there it's, it's, it, it a the working shazam. title shazam called
1: franklin <laughs> <laughs> which, reading the ar- which, which reading the article is hilarious because it's like we don't really know why it's called that there's no real reference to the comic other than the fact that he gets struck by lightning and benjamin franklin discovered electricity oh, so, by getting struck by lightning so
2: it's not it's working title it's it's like cover title that's yeah. the working title yeah that's what it says
0: so it's not like blue harvest for star wars it's it's just the working title. yeah
2: weird i can understand that being the cover title but that's so weird hey
0: kids you want to watch that new dc superhero film franklin, franklin. <laughs> So franklin like, shazam you know i can't wait to go to the opening midnight screening and to see a bunch of Benjamin franklin's
1: <laughs> just, yeah i mean, no idea what the movie is about. yeah it's electricity it's benjamin franklin right guys no it's a superhero movie i don't oh. think that's right what's the superhero's name shazam well why isn't it called shazam but i don't know i
0: guess they're being clever way over my head i suppose
1: so that was just I thought that was really dumb yeah, it was yeah right that's up, really dumb I mean, you know right up there Allie. <laughs> Uh the second piece of DC mo- news apparently there is going to be not one but two Green Lanterns in the Justice League movie
0: how weird I mean like I'm i am assuming one's gonna be more cameo than the other it's like like I I ah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> or it's the like we're literally seeing the the ring transfer from one to the other.
0: Oh shit! <laughs> like literally just see Hal Jordan become Hal
1: Jordan, or something like that.
2: <laughs> it's if that's the case, boo. <laughs>
1: yeah. There is a there is a line in the trailer where it's like no lanterns, no yeah. uh, Kryptonian stuff like that. So maybe that's what comes and saves the day. But it'll just be interesting to see what they use it as, because they could even have it as like you know it could be Sinestro and some other random Green Lantern before it's yeah you well know, like because if you see like you assume no lanterns, maybe it's before there is even, even is like a new Green Lantern for that area that Hal right. or John or any of them have been you know you know inducted into the core kind of thing so it could be interesting to see if it's them finding this you know area
0: well it's like it's funny because like like, because that's honestly what i felt like what the big surprise is that they're going to hold back on is because we already know superman's coming back in this yeah they they, they 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 already teased at the end of members well he's he's in the promotional material and stuff like that and it's like we get it he's gonna be there and like you know at the end of the trailer the last trailer they showed it was like alfred's all like oh who told me you would come. I just don't believe it's Superman he's talking to. I feel like it would be like a Green Lantern or something like that. Just someone else. Yeah, it would be
1: too easy if it was Superman. It's
0: way too easy, but then again.
2: It also just sounds like, once again, DC is trying to take a bite of more than it can chew. Probably. <laughs> it, oh, it just feels like so much is going to be happening in that movie. And it's just like, so it's going to be the first time we meet Aquaman, first time we meet Cyborg, first time we're we gonna meet have, Flash. Yeah, we're we're going to have... No, Aquaman's after.
1: Aquaman's after. Oh, yeah, it is. Justice League is literally the next film. It's it's filming (laughs) right now.
2: Yeah, Justice League. So they're going to add all these new characters in again. And it's just like...
1: Yeah, what a weird, like, idea. Let's, Whoa, let's make the Avengers before
2: we made any of the... And categories. I get, like, trying something different, but it just feels like the same problem let's that happened every Spider-Man way. film, right?
1: <laughs> I just like the, let's try it different, but it worked this way. No, 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 no. Let's try it different, though. <laughs> well, what if it doesn't work? <clears throat> we don't have any proof that it wouldn't work. It's like, yeah, but you have proof that a different way would work, because they've already done it.
2: Right, but, like... I feel like they're one, pressed for time to try to feel like they need to catch up. And two, you know, I wonder how much uh, energy everyone would have to actually watch a bunch of the origin story films. No, I
1: understand. But under what circumstances is like, oh, we have to do this fast, always the better way to do something. Uh, No, I'm not not saying that, but
2: I'm saying like, (laughs) I can see like, you could totally start a, I mean, they could have started this all off with just straight into Justice League. If they just opened the first film Which they is, made yeah, they as should have Justice made a decision League
1: decision instead of like stumbling into the yeah. Justice League.
2: Like if they just started with Justice League and it was like the team was already formed yeah. and we just like jump into the world. We've seen that work before.
0: Yeah, so so uh, it's funny because I was thinking uh, for Batman vs Superman, you know, it's just silly, it's just for one silly, just to make your immediate Superman sequel a Batman vs Superman film where they're trying to establish, okay, they're gonna kill him, they're gonna establish like, oh, he was the beacon of hope versus the Dark Knight, and it's like one of those things where like I feel like this would have been so much more interesting if you actually established like the comic did, where this is like. 50 or 30 40 years in the future yeah we're like their history is already there right and so like let us piece it together with these next films right like how they got to yeah, kind of
1: jump ahead of time
0: it's like like oh like just say like oh man, maybe like the justice league is gone it's disbanded like like now nah, there's actual blood against each other like
1: there's actual hate and then like because then you could actually pull the like going back in time with wonder Woman it could be interesting to see right. like, yeah you know <laughs> like moving around more
2: right well you mean actually build like drama and relationships into these characters like that would would be be i think it'd be incredible if it was like song and like touchy thing
1: that Hulk yeah (laughs) like (laughs) widow yeah
2: But just, like, you know, if you, if they had gone in that route, it would have been great. I think that that's very, like, Shakespearean, like, where we have these two larger-than-life figures that are destined to eventually come to, like, killing come blows, yeah. right? And so how do we get there, even though, like, you know, the relationship between Superman and Batman is, like, for the most part was pretty positive until it stopped being positive, yeah. right? <laughs> and so that would be really cool to watch that degradation of a relationship, but...
0: Or just, I don't know. Because it's just so frustrating. Because, like, even if they got the next Justice League film. I was watching the trailer again last night because I saw it.
2: Why do you do this to yourself?
0: I, I, I can't not watch a trailer that's happening before a movie.
2: Uh, <laughs> oh, okay, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you went out I of did, your way to I did, find I, it. I did
0: not go on my way to watch it. But like, I, I, I was thinking to myself, man, they're really still trying to push that Superman was a beacon of hope and like everyone, he, he made everyone happy even though that wasn't the case obviously in the last two Superman films. Like, I was thinking, man, wouldn't it be kind of interesting if they just soft rebooted the film, the series with Justice League? just like pretend like oh he was a beacon of hope and just like changed everything just actually put in like yeah. cgi smile for henry cavill like he's like superman so like, oh, Ah yeah, yeah yeah they, they weren't I they were remi- talking
1: about the mustache but it was really just making him smile yeah <laughs> whoa
2: whoa like,
0: it was, like it's like it's one of those instances where you know we already talked about the idea that they're probably they might just reboot the sea the yeah, whole Flash just League point. film yeah series uh with flashpoint so I might as well just start
1: now i i wouldn't mind a soft reboot
0: <laughs> like a really mm, super soft different. reboot <laughs>
1: Uh, last piece of news, Um, Dunkirk finally passes um Saving Private Ryan oh, as oh. the highest grossing World War II movie ever. Whoa,
2: I didn't think that Private Ryan was ever going to get unthroned.
1: I honestly don't
0: find that really hard to believe because I just didn't feel like the Dunkirk trend really moved that far this summer. Well, it's like... I, just don't, I never really heard anyone talk about
2: it I heard a lot of people talk about it but it was it wasn't so mainstream like I think that world War II films and war films in general aren't as like well, then, in pop culture
0: well like, how then how did the box office move for in their favor I think
2: that a lot of people went to see because it was Christopher Nolan and also it was one of the more like drama films of the summer right so if anyone wanted a serious movie they would go check that out there wasn't a lot of like serious dramas or anything like that this summer that really could compete for that sort of Nothing really attention to
0: like, and I like the I saw another article where he's talking about uh, Kristen Nolan still trying to push the fact, like, I don't use uh, lost CGI for my films, yeah, dude. (laughs) I get it. (laughs) You don't use CGI, you use as much practical effects as possible, and I believe it. Like, why would you like? And nothing in that film made me feel like it was CGI, Mm -hmm. and so it's like, it's like, (laughs) like, I don't know, like, what kind of point you're trying to prove to people.
2: (laughs) I imagine there's still a lot of people that. I mean, that's also a marketing thing. A lot of, you know, there was, there's a lot of people who have the backlash to like fed up with CGI. Yeah. Right. And so they're like, oh, yeah, practical all the way. And so that it's marketing.
0: Honestly, like after the. The Inception, uh, the mountain shot for Inception, like it's uh-huh. like when it's like, oh, that was just a model. That was a complete model. Like, fine, everything you do is real to me now. <laughs> 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 everything Christian Nolan films, it's real. It's in camera. It's, it's real. There's no special effects. Bane was real. <laughs> Batman's real. Bane was real. The the the, the bat the bat plane thing is all real. It's all real.
2: <laughs> the nuke was real. <laughs> <laughs> the nuke was real. <laughs> so
1: yeah, so that and that's globally too. So. Which is it's just it's impressive. saving Private Ryan. It's third behind. I imagine
0: it did do pretty well in Europe. Then I guess
1: right. Yeah, because Saving Private Ryan, and Pearl Harbor, domestically are still ahead of ahead of. Oh, okay, it, but not by much. So it's interesting in that regard that it's playing and because it only just recently opened up um, in China this like like two weekends ago, and already has like forty million.
2: I get. I mean that that's just interesting because I always thought that, like you know when you look at like the. The films that still hold, like the best, like most sold or highest grossing films, are still pretty old. Save yeah. for a few, like some that. break Well, and that's kind boxes. of a specific
1: one too. Like, what was the last World War Two
2: movie we had besides those two? That right. was, you know. And I thought Private Ryan was gonna hold the throne for a while, yeah. but it's interesting that Dunkirk, especially as John said, because it it doesn't feel like it has been as hyped here in America. No, so all. I'm really curious what the the culture and or the like, the conversation about that film is in Europe and Asia
1: yeah it'd be interesting it was just I thought it was interesting I was just kind of surprised and especially like because like Pearl Harbor's had multiple releases too after the fact Um, it gets released every like couple (laughs) years kind of thing like for different anniversaries and stuff like that so it's interesting to see that it was able to pass those that they right. have been around for a while, and you know, it's like like Titanic's one of the uh, highest gross movies of all time. It's like, yeah, because they've released it like forty times since it came out, too. Like, I mean,
2: yeah, I mean, also as the box office hey, it was yeah. still pretty phenomenal. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, yeah, that's kind of the new stuff that I was able to find this week. So something we could talk about, seeing it's uh, just about to be October, and <laughs> yeah, <no. the> seasons <laughs> Go of <on>. the season <laughs> of fears upon us. Um, have you tried out uh, Dead by Daylight? Oh, yeah, the game. Yeah, have you it's, tried it? It's that?
0: on. It's on sale right now, ain't it? I think it's
2: uh free to play on Xbox One for a few days, and then it's on oh, sale. Oh, free to play. It's like ten. It's, it's
0: like ten I bucks on Steam right now.
2: Yeah.
1: Well, it's funny that like you bring that up because there's also the um. Friday the thirteenth. It's interesting that like a lot of those games kind of popped up all at the
2: same yeah, time. Yeah, um, I think Evolve maybe was sort of the the start of that. Mm-hmm. That kinda sort of won yeah. before but Dead by Daylight super fun. um For those who haven't played it, it's basically four survivors are stuck in this nightmare realm, and there's a killer, which is another player, and they can take different forms. There's, like, a ghost, a chainsaw guy, um, a, like, trapper who, like, puts down bear traps on the ground and has a meat cleaver, and the premise of the game is there's four survivors who have to, like, they're in third person, and they have to navigate this map and activate a bunch of generators to open up the door to get out of the map and the killer's job is to sacrifice all of them to this thing called the entity which is like this like kind of love crafty and horror that like lives in the sky right and so lives in the
1: sky yeah
2: and so you're the the killer is in first person and all the other players are in third person and uh they can't just like murder you so you can't just like take your cleaver and just, like, chop up the people and they just die and it's done. You have to, like, grab them and take them to a hanging hook Mm -hmm. and, like, hook them on this thing and it it gives a time limit before they die. Yeah. And so other characters can try to run and, like, get them off the hook (laughs) in time. Um... And so, each of the killers gets their own superpowers, and each round takes maybe 10 minutes. The longest I think I played was one game that lasted 20 minutes. (laughs) But, like, as, like, a jump in, have a fun time, and, like, creepy, like... Scares. It's great. Like, there's it not a real big plot. There's like, you get like the sort of the basis of a plot by reading like item descriptions, and you kind of pick up what kind of world you're in. But as a survivor, it's just so intense because the music starts to build up whenever the killer's in a proximity to you, so you know he's around. you can around. Like knock stuff over? Oh, okay. can Like block his path, kind of thing. Like, like, yeah, uh, obstacles. Yeah. And you you run faster than him when you sprint, Um but you can also like hide in the grass and mm. if you're bleeding your blood shows up on the ground and he can follow it and like if you run too fast you make a lot of noise. Did this come out before Friday the 13th? Yeah. yeah huh? it like did. probably like 6 months before. How oh, interesting. Um I haven't tried out Friday the 13th yet, but I think that Dead by Daylight if you like like quick gameplay, multiplayer games, yeah. just like matchmaking games and are interested in something for the holiday season of uh Halloween. It's a it's a fun one to try out.
1: Those games are always fun. That, yeah. reminds, that reminds me of a
2: game I want us all to play.
1: It's called Deceit, mm. and basically, it's I think five players, and I, mean, I think you can even go higher. But it's basically there's three or four innocent, and then there's two infected. And what's great is there's like basically lights off times and lights on times. Lights on, everyone looks the same.
2: Whoa! Lights
1: off is when the
2: uh like infected
1: infected can kill the innocent
2: it's a video game
1: yeah so it's kind of oh, like well. mafia or yeah werewolf. yeah exactly and so there's even a werewolf pack for it <laughs> um uh, there's i was i was looking i was like oh that seems really weird it seems like it'd probably be easy to like pick it out and then i watched some gameplay and there was this one where there was like lights off and this guy was chasing down this person down like a corridor and it was just one person and like he could see that something was coming towards and then lights turned on and it turned back into the normal person mm-hmm and he was like, Oh, this person's a werewolf, or and the other, uh, whatever the monster, whatever. And the other person was like, No, you were, you were the one. I was like, Oh my, <laughs> <laughs> and, like, just creating like all these lies and stuff. <laughs> and you have to basically do these tasks and like turn on like generators and stuff. So you have to actually split up to do this, <laughs> like, if you want to do it in an appropriate amount of time. And you pick up like guns and stuff too. So, like, Ooh. it seems really fun, just like the like lying and like, No, no, no I'm not doing it, you know, like the right. classic, you know, trouble in Terrace Town kind of like vibe it's kind of but, like
0: escape from the aliens from outer space except right Gosh, i wish we more. could make a
1: game like that make like a like video game version of like the same kind of thing oh you could
2: yeah. totally do it i think uh oh, that sounds so good though i love that idea yeah, that of really the fun. like lights on lights off element that seems like how long does do you know how long the lights are on or off for
1: it seems like it's you know like 30 seconds kind of thing like they're short whoa
0: Lord, the visuals look terrifying yeah it's just like really dark and gritty sort of like a amnesia-esque I yeah and then you can up. find
1: things that are like this person is you know like an infected
2: kind of thing so like so it does sound like they took a little out of uh trouble in terrorist town yeah we have <laughs> the, the
1: investigator yeah and, oh yeah so it seems it seems super fun i think it'd be fun to play as like a yeah. group because i think it would be it'd be good <laughs> i like those i like those kind of like tricky games like that they've always been interesting to me have you tried any good horror games lately john lately
2: no. or is there one that jumps to
1: mind
0: honestly i'm not into horror video games <laughs> <laughs> it's like i'm not i'm not like immediately scared like rob is uh-huh uh, but like scary. it's one of those things where like it's my brother always played like resident evil silent hill all the scary games and i just watch him play it mm-hmm. and it's like you know i just have a ball watching him but like so like <laughs> i always feel like this thing where it's like no scary games are his thing and so when i like i remember when i tried playing amnesia i was like i liked it like i felt really immersed in it but like i like i just felt like i feel weird playing it like huh. why am i wh- like why am i playing it when i could be watching someone play this right now
1: <laughs> got it It's weird it is a little weird that's probably why you like watching twitch stuff so much i don't like watching twitch stuff all the time you watch it way more. It's just, like, for me, like, I don't really get it all the time. Like, I can only watch for, like, 20 minutes before I'm eh. bored for, like, a month kind of thing. Right. Versus, like, you'll watch a lot. Like
0: I, I guess. Like, definitely more than you. Like, uh, it's, it's fun. Like, I, I'm like, just saying
1: from, like, a, a perspective like you of, like... You know, if you think of it, like that's your brother's thing. Like, there's a game you don't necessarily play. You like watch Eh, people play. I want
0: like it's like I like if really I only watch people who play like competitive games like PUBG or Hmm. Overwatch or uh, Hearthstone and whatnot. Like, but like in terms of like you know, like I love watching my last game I watched my brother play was Outcast. Mm. And, oh, or Outlast Outlast, Outlast. Oh, like and, I, and that game second one. Great, uh, first one so good and it's just like uh, it's one of those things where like, oh, <laughs> just like just like sitting in the corner watching my brother
2: <laughs> oh man that game was terrifying
0: <laughs> like one that of those things where it's like it's not cheap scares they're pretty damn close. <laughs>
2: yeah, there, there's some definite cheap scares in that one, but they they sell it because of the immersion. Yeah. Like, they earn it just because you're already so, like, hyped up on adrenaline and just like, fuck, oh, God, uh, ah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Like that, the, in the opening of the game when you're climbing through the vent, and all of a sudden, like, that giant-ass monster just like, grabs you and throws you into the middle of the room, and you're like, ah, oh, no!
2: Oh. I was getting away! <laughs> <laughs> I think the most ter- like that guy is pretty creepy in that game, but probably the two most terrifying is the, the doctor. No, no, uh, the priest, two sidekicks, the two naked, uh, twins. There's these two cannibal twins who are butt naked. Yeah. And they just, sure. like, walk towards you all the time. They don't run very fast. Yeah. But, like, they just find you and it's, they're horrifying because, they, of course, they use, like, sort of, like, Male nudity as violence, sort of element where you're just like, you're just creeped out because they're like staring at you naked and just like talking about how they want to eat your flesh and they don't talk like you're there. Yeah. Oh, okay.
0: I don't recall recall these characters. they're,
2: They're like, Their chase sequences are just terrifying because you like have to climb over all this shit, and they just find the simplest way to get to you. And they just they'll cut you off to like somehow one will get in front of you, and you'll never know how. And he just like starts walking towards you, and the other one behind you just like I have no idea where to go. <laughs> and then you get eaten a few times, and before you figure it out, <laughs> just That's a, a few point. times. Huh?
0: I was, it's like, I, I honestly, I, I don't believe I have the patience for most horror games. There's okay. like, like Resident Evil, like you know, there's like so much like Resident Evil, Hill. There's so much like uh, organization and mm-hmm. planning that goes into like what you have to do next, and
2: definitely the survival horror genre. Yeah,
0: and like like the biggest example is like no, the slender, the first Slenderman game, where you just, mm-hmm. like, just like, it's just like you know, like because like you like you, you, like, you kind of have to just get lucky. Right. Like 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 you like, okay, I'm just gonna keep looking down. If I look up, he's gonna be right in front of me, and then I'm gonna lose the game. So I have to keep looking down. So then you have to do this like really slow ass thing, like fuck, I can't see the pages if I'm looking down. <laughs> it's like, so it's like, oh, I just want to beat the game. <laughs> so like it's like, like 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 the scare can get me. Like the first like you know, the first couple times, so, like some over
2: time just like, no, I don't wanna hear the noise. I don't wanna hear the noise. <laughs> There was a a game that was based off the slender thing that came out. Um, it's multiplayer where there's a bunch of people trying to collect yeah. pages, and there's someone there's who's one person like, who is oh. like the slender man, or I think it, or some other. I don't, you don't monster. think it's Slenderman, but it's but like you can disappear and reappear wherever you want, yeah. and you can like move things and like cause illusions to occur, so you can like <laughs> make projections of monsters in rooms. And
0: it's weird how many games are of that right now, like you know, because you know, like. Uh... Was the last one Dead by Daylight, mm-hmm.
1: uh,
0: Friday the Thirteenth? Like, just like we're like, why, why are these all just like kind of came up around the same time?
1: <laughs> I think that well, there was re- one that came out like four years ago or three years ago that Let's was. <laughs> no it was um i can't remember what the game was called but there was one where like you were chased it was like different villains so there was one that was kind of like a chucky kind of villain where you were like a small little like baby Hmm. that you would chase the people and they had to find like a key and like certain things in like this mansion and you'd spawn as different things you could be like a jason character and you could be different like monsters and that came out a long time ago Hmm. i remember people talking about it but it was one of those like games that was like kind of just always in beta and then just died um but I remember seeing that and then it's funny seeing, you know, Friday the 13th was the first one that like really had something behind it. Other than like we are, you know, not, you know, Jason, but it's Jorsen kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> no. J- Jor- you know, Fra- for- Frankie and Jorson, Jorsen
0: Voorhees. J- J-
1: J- <laughs> yeah. You know, like really, you know, I know what you're trying to do, but you can't because you're legally not allowed to do it. <laughs> And that's what all of those games have been like. It's like, oh, it's kind of like this person. No, but it's not that person when you watch, like, interviews with the people. But it's not. You know, it's this, like, because yeah. you know copyright issues and stuff like that. So it's just funny to see.
2: Yeah, there's another one that's coming out. I'm trying to find the name of it right now. Um, but where it's doing it differently than the others is that one player is telling a horror story of sorts. So it's, like, sort of like... Um, it plays more like a horror adventure game where the players are trying to go through a like narrative structured horror game but the ai and the scares and the traps and such are designed by another player in in play so like sound sound effects that occur lights that turn off and on or monsters that appear or where the things that you have to collect are found are designated by another player Hmm. so it plays a little bit it kind of reminded me of like mansions of madness the board game where like kind of one person's the overseer and the other ones are the investigators i'm trying to remember its name but it was it was in development and i'm not sure uh if it's come out yet but that was a cool idea of like there's all of these like asymmetrical horror games that are going on but it's very interesting to think of one where trying to tell it as a narrative game yeah and that
0: sounds like a lot. I, I, like so, it's one of those things where like that sounds great. I just don't believe that's like an actual real successful thing. <laughs> sure.
2: <laughs> you know? Yeah, like, it's, I mean, because like, we'll because like, like,
0: you're, you're basically asking
1: someone to basically create a game.
2: Well, they give you all the like it, the adventures are preset. I think
1: it's one of those experiences that like unless you're playing on PC, I don't think it would work at all. Oh so, like, yeah, you'd be it doesn't Stuck sound on like just a... PC, which is what oh, like, a lot of these start out as, and they just kind of die because of that.
2: <laughs> which is weird because PC has way more players than. But they're just so much more
1: fragmented, I feel like, than uh, console players. Yeah. Well, like,
2: yeah. console players only have so many choices.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> Press triangle for yes. And even then, it's still like maybe. a lot of, you know, there's still a lot
1: of choices, like with games that are coming out now. Yeah. Because Microsoft's really the only one that's kind of embracing the whole, like, beta, you know, early access stuff. Yeah. With, whereas, you know, Steam's got rid of light, but they have something else. What do they call it? It's just early access, I guess. Yeah, it's
2: just called early access. got rid green light. I don't know. It's interesting that horror games, like, we don't have a lot of horror games nowadays that are just, like, horror game experiences. or At least they don't come out very as, as often as they used to. So it's interesting that we're moving horror games into these sort of isometric multiplayer games.
0: Which is weird because, it, like, it turns into more, like, a fun experience versus, right. like, a scary like, terrifying one. experience. Which is, like, it's like, eh yeah I mean for so me hard.
1: like looking at you know a horror game like Slender Man or something and looking at dead by daylight and Friday the 13th like I would play those games because they don't scare me whereas the other ones actually scare me and I right. wouldn't want to play them
2: <laughs> yeah that's fair straight <laughs> I up. mean I like yeah, there's
1: about. there's there's an amount of control that you are granted by having to be multiplayer where right. you know it's another person versus it being you know an unknown kind of thing that Mm -hmm. for me being someone who doesn't like playing horror games like i would never play these games because they don't seem that interesting to me just in general um just because of the setting but i I would play them because i'm not scared of them in the same way that i am with Like, like, Outlast or, you know, Amnesia or whatever. I
2: think what's interesting about the gameplay, like, it's not scary, but, like, Dead by Daylight definitely gets, like, your adrenaline pumping. Like, because of how it's designed, like, there's a lot of the, like, hiding element, and I find that a lot of games that have you actively trying to hide from something that's finding you, that's always, it's like, you know, when you're playing hide-and-go-seek with your friends as a kid, and, like, you're hiding in the closet, and they, like, walk by, you're just like,
0: yeah yeah yeah.
2: (laughs) you know, like, you're like, oh, god. So, I think it provides a unique, like, adrenaline experience that I don't really usually get nowadays from, like, shooters. Like, you know, I'm playing Battlefield or something. And I'm just like, whatever, I died. Whoops. You know. Well, yeah. Because there's a, a significant advantage
1: or disadvantage to being a player in those games right which you know for most shooters if you're competent enough it's you know quote unquote equal like footing that everyone's on you know if someone's better they're going to get more headshots and kill you faster but like in those like sometimes based on especially a lot of them are third person you can see things that the other person can't see because they might be in first person stuff right. like that like you have advantages and disadvantages there is someone who is more powerful than you
2: I think it also has to do a little bit with, um, you know, the objectives of the games and also the the speed in which those games are played. Like, uh, I've been trying out Fortnite's new Battle Royale mode, and it's been some of the most exciting first-person, not first-person, but shooter games that I've played in a while. But I've also fired my shots, like, a thousand times less than I do in any other game, right? Like, Mm -hmm. I might... Go 20 minutes in that game mode and find one person. That's like PUBG, where it's you know 100 people all dropped in the area,
1: and you can literally go 10 minutes without seeing someone, then get shot by someone you didn't see in the first place, but it's tense
2: the whole time, right? Exactly. And that was what I was experiencing because you know you're you're trying to survive, (laughs) and just like you're you're, like like, when you hear the footsteps of someone running through the house below you, and you're just like sitting in the corner of the room with your shotgun, just being like, if you come through that door, I'll end you. (laughs) and then they just like kick open the door and shoot you first and you're just like how yeah 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 you
1: you have that moment of panic if they kick the door open you're like maybe i can't kill you and then (laughs) they get the upper hand but they don't have any fear rowan you fear death
2: it's interesting that like those games that have those that level of like the tension and release cycles of are really exciting to me as a player because i (laughs) like that that thrill of like adrenaline of like oh no yeah um, the stakes are higher and I don't know it's just fun to have those types of games that change it up a little bit
1: yeah the stakes are very different because you're not playing against a computer which can be beat you're playing against other people which maybe they can't be beat kind of thing right like- There is risk reward advantages and disadvantages in both those kind of games. It's really interesting that so many people are you know gravitating towards that. And it's funny because uh GTA Online just announced that they're doing a version of that as well. It's a lot less. I think it's like thirty people or something, but they're doing it, which seems
0: nuts. Well, I just figured they would have done it. Like they would have already thought of it and just did it earlier. Well, I think I think this
1: thing because like these things have existed for a while. Because like H1Z1 did it and DayZ did it um, years ago.
2: Minecraft's but, done
1: it. Yeah, Minecraft's done it like you've had those servers around forever. But I think for whatever reason PUBG just hit and now it's become just like just wildfire. Like is now the number two for concurrent players all time right, um, below, like, right below uh Dota. Or Dota. Or whatever, yeah. Uh, they have like one point one million wow. players at a single time and like Dota's is like one point three or something. So it's like, and like every week it was breaking the previous record or whatever and passing all these different ones. Like it passed GTA five online, like all these different things. Like, so it's really interesting that that caught fire in whatever way it was. Cause it's like, I feel like I've played that game before and I don't know what it is that you know it does special that the other ones didn't because for me i you know i enjoy it but it's still a little clunky for me because i haven't played a lot of those like the arma games or anything like that before
2: yeah it it just showed up i remember when it came out i never really jumped into it because it did feel like it was like it was like an arma mod right was original
1: originally well i mean i think i can't remember if it was armor if it was a mod from h1 h1 which was a mod or daisy they're all mods of each other whatever (laughs) but it did start out as a mod. He was I think on the modding. the guy who the guy who goes by the, you know, player unknown, the guy who runs the right. studio was a modder for one of those
2: games. I think it's really cool that we we're seeing how much innovation in the gaming world is coming from players and modders yeah, yeah. right uh-huh. like it's not the triple a's that are doing it now it's the people who are like like this is a game i love and then they try to make it a little bit better and by doing so they birth something new and how many genres of games or like sub genres have been like, kind of developed out of that
1: well and that's like an interesting thing that i've been thinking about because like this last year we had in the last couple years we've had a couple of games that have been kick-started by the creators because people like you know because studios quote-unquote didn't think people wanted these games two of the major ones were mighty number no. nine and then ukulele which it's interesting because both those games didn't do very well because they were a little bit too much in like in the past yeah but then you nostalgic. also had what was really interesting was the crash bandicoot release re-release and then the uh, sonic mania mm-hmm. which were both created by studios who grew up on those games who wanted to kind of recreate those games so you have these creators who want to go back to these very similar titles, not doing as well as these people who grew up on it and know what makes the game good. So it's kind of interesting sometimes how, even in the film industry, when, like, the artist, like, you know, Lucas, for example, gets, like, too in their head about it and thinks that they can't, like be taken down and they think that they have these grandiose ideas that you know just are surrounded by a bunch of yes men and come up with these things that are inferior projects to what the fans actually want And they're actually basically creating fan games and that's how the sonic mania team was they were a fan-made game that then sega was like oh yeah we'll give you money to make a sonic game and then they did and then everyone loves it and that's the same with the crash team was a part of what sony owned but they we're a team of developers who grew up on Crash versus, you know, like if Naughty Dog and made it, which Naughty Dog remade made it, they would have done a good job. But it's just interesting, these creators who haven't really had a very successful game for a while other than this one that they had and are so far removed from it, kind of
2: stumbling on rebringing their genre back when you have the fans doing a better job of it almost. I'm also interested, like, that creative process must be interesting because I imagine, especially from those fan built games that they have to because they didn't make the original game it they have to dissect it more right it's not just like a knee-jerk like oh yeah we've done this before it's like why do i like this yeah how can this work why does this work more you know and so you know like i was just watching a video today about a mod for that came out that redoes halo combat evolved it's like halo combat Evolved evolved is what it's called (laughs) oh my god (laughs) classic but they (laughs) what made it different than all the other mods and it's been getting a lot of like hype is that they understood what made halo combat evolved good which was its kind of sandbox method of gameplay which is the maps were contained you just drop in here's your here's your toys solve the problem yeah and they they did that but they just said okay so what makes that interesting options and so they just redid the combat evolved campaign, added a few new like areas and also added new content, brought in all the content they liked from the other stuff, and put them in an interesting situations. so it's kind of a remix mm-hmm. but people were liking it because it's say for like you know sometimes i say maybe it went a little too far where there's just too much going on but a lot of people have been saying like oh this is great because it, they found out or they were able to see what made this game good yeah. and they're just adding on to that they're not trying to remake
0: it yeah they didn't, they didn't just remaster it they actually made it better right fix, yeah, fix what we yeah and that's what
1: all they do with sonic mania They were right. like some remakes of old levels And then they made, they had, like, it was, like, 50-50, I think, remakes versus, like, levels that they had come up with. And a lot of people were touting the, like, new levels as better than some of the remakes. It's just interesting, like, just the (laughs) losing of perspective of your own genre that you kind of heralded because like you know, the guys who made ukulele were a lot of the co-creators for banjo kazooie which is still one of like you can still play that game and it's an amazing platforming game um you know some games are hard to go back from that 3d era because they're just kind of like wonky but that game is like on a technical level so good and it's got all this character all these different you know
0: everything can talk everything yeah everything like has life to it yeah
1: there's so much yeah there's so much character to the whole world that it's really fun and interesting to watch and then like a lot of the criticism i heard from ukulele and what i've seen myself is like yeah they or just did it again but not quite as good like right and like they didn't innovate anything they just did it again and that was like with the unfortunate for mighty Armor no. nine they actually did a lot of things worse than like the original mega man yeah. games because it was like super floaty the controls weren't super precise and like the you know nothing interesting so it's just interesting having people growing up on this stuff just like you know kind of we were talking about last week with jj J. abrams in star wars like these people who grew up on star wars now creating star wars movies like from a young age it influencing them so it's just it's cool to see that and like see what people are doing with that and how the fans are you know geek culture is pop culture now and being able to see what the fans are able to do because it's not like poo-pooed no that's you know that's dumb stuff you know you gotta do sports and all this different
2: stuff so this is uh movies that you may not have tried where we recommend movies of different varieties each of these movies are something that we think is worth checking out, might be a niche audience thing, or maybe its quality isn't up to everyone's standards, or maybe it just hits on topics that are a little odd for folks and just kind of miss the popular views, but uh, are films that we think people should give a chance or might find interesting and just need to get out there. So each of us are sharing a different movie. Um, this week, I'm uh, the movie that I think you should try is called Primer, um, which is... A pretty popular film if you're into niche sci-fi, hard fiction sci-fi films. Um, It came out in 2004. It's a thriller. And it's about two engineers who develop a form of time travel. Um, And the two of them start using this time machine where it can send them back a few hours in a day. And it sort of clones them for that day. So there's two of them running around. And um, the film was an indie film. um, And... It only cost the the guys that made it $7,000 to make this film, so don't expect any big blockbuster special effects. The time travel is very uh, cerebral, and it is one of the most complicated, twisty knots of a time travel film that you'll see. It's really well done. They are able to get everything down into this very believable form of sci-fi. It's just so like the characters are very interesting, and uh, it's sort of a mumblecore film. And so basically, like a lot of the scenes, there's not really a scripted dialogue sequence. These guys just the two guys are actually engineers, and they're just talking. Oh, they're improvising. Improvising a lot of the stuff, right? And so like, have you seen it? No, I a lot don't. of it didn't seem Primer, oh, So wow. a lot of the dialogue in the scenes are is more atmosphere and mood to set so you understand what's happening narratively, but you don't quite get what they're saying, hmm. if that makes sense. Um and even some scenes you just don't even hear what they're saying. It just is background sound to whatever is occurring. It can be a little hard to follow at first where you're just like, wait, what day are we in? Yeah. When is this happening? And that's part of it because it starts overlapping itself with the different timelines and the events and different characters. Yeah. Um, and the twists and turns are amazing. Like once things start like hitting the fan, you're just like, Oh my God.
1: Yeah. It starts to get really interesting. Um, later in the movie. Cause at first they kind of like, they spend a lot of time kind of explaining how it's working. Right. And you're like, oh, okay. So they like go back, they do like small things like place bets and stuff. And they're like, just the stakes keep getting higher and higher and higher and higher with just these two guys. So it just becomes really interesting. And like them, playing against each other and with each other is becomes really crazy and there's a lot of it's funny because you can find just tons of different youtube videos explaining how their time travel works because it gets it starts to get really in the weeds but if you just like kind of watch the two guys it just becomes really interesting
2: yeah i think one of the things that i like about is the first act of it really just sort of sets up the rules of the time travel and then it just lets it snowball into this crazy crime drama thriller as these guys are like struggling with the moral and philosophical questions that is brought up by their choices. Um, but it doesn't have any, like, named actors. Uh, a lot of it is very, like, sapient-toned, and, like, it's filmed in guys' houses or in business businesses or warehouses. So there's not a lot in the film that makes it feel like a, like, a grandiose <laughs> sci-fi film that you yeah. might expect from the genre. But if you really like sci-fi films that make you think... This is definitely see, the one to try. So
0: one, I Actually, secretly, I, I feel like I haven't watched that film yet. It's because I feel like it's going to reveal how stupid I am. <laughs> <laughs> like, I just feel like the whole movie is going to go over my head. I'm going to be like,
2: oh, my God, I'm an idiot. <laughs> I mean, it's one of the one reason I really like this film is every time I've watched it, I pick up something new. And it's just yeah, like you—you yeah, yeah. you, you just see a scene, yeah. and you're like, "Oh, I totally missed that clue." But now that I have a better idea of the structure of the events, those clues start to yeah. become so. Just really cool how that those filmmakers were able to tell a very thorough time travel story. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Uh, so, my recommendation, uh, kind of sort of keeping but also breaking with the coming October holiday season uh monster squad <laughs> <laughs> monster squad 2 two main monsters uh it's a uh, krampus uh oh. it's uh it, like it, it's a fairly new film but uh i don't really feel like a lot of people saw it. i honestly didn't see it till uh like a couple months ago uh when it was playing on tv uh but it's a really it's, it's so weird because it's it's a horror film But also, like, a very, like... It's a a really scary children's fantasy film. Mm -hmm. Because, like, it has has sort of that gremlin sort of feel. Where, like... You like there are definitely terrifying moments where obviously people are getting killed, but you're also laughing at the ridiculousness of it all, mm-hmm. like because like one of the monsters is like this uh, Jack in the Box creature that just like goes around with a really terrifying Venus flytrap like mouth that just devours the children in the film, and you're going, oh god, that's so terrifying, but the adults who are witnessing it just like react to it so like hysterically, going, like, oh my god, <laughs> it's, like just like it's like it's like this constant sense of uh, disbelief. Uh, it's it's actually a really cute film because it's it's uh, it centers, centers around a little boy that just, just doesn't believe in Christmas anymore. He's like trapped in a family reunion that he just doesn't want to be in. Like obviously the two families just don't agree with each other. And the, the Krampus just like decides to take, kick ass and take names because he's not happy that one little boy is not having a good Christmas. So you know what? He's just going to murder everybody and it's weird because you just uh, there's so many like, when I watched it I just I was honestly just confused like oh my god are, are people actually dying in this film like because they just disappear or like you see them get devoured and it's just like I just didn't care because it was just so much fun and I honestly haven't felt that way since Gremlins which is also coincidentally a Christmas horror film
2: like um, <laughs> maybe something about the season for you like,
0: I, don't, I don't know but like uh, John like
1: his horror to have some comedy in I,
0: like, I like a little like little hearted fun you know? yeah. like nothing wrong with that uh, I don't know who directed it, but you know what? He did a good job. I recommend it. Krampus gets a four out of four goosebumps from John Lee. Um, really? Four out of four goosebumps. Four out of four You're goosebumps I'll give him a hundred percent goosebumps from right Michael
2: Dowtery. That
0: sounds familiar. i he sure he's done. the
2: writer for uh Superman Returns, X-Men two, X-Men Apocalypse, Trick or Treat.
0: Hmm. Oh, Trick or Treat. Oh no, there you go. Yeah, Trick or Treat. That's also a great one. You know what? Next week's next week's movie you haven't seen, Trick or Treat. You heard it here. <laughs>
2: He's uh, also going to be director of uh, Godzilla, King of Monsters. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh boy!
0: My God. Oh boy! It's going to be the fun uh, horror comedy movie of the year whenever that comes up.
1: Uh, my movie this week is going to be Nightcrawler. Ooh, my favorite X Men.
0: <laughs> 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 sorry, sorry to
1: tell you, John, this isn't that Nightcrawler. <laughs> oh. Um, it's the one with Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah, in the it. favorite X Men. <laughs> <laughs> um it's basically about a guy who becomes a like um, beat reporter for and gets like footage for uh, news teams it's one of those movies that i think me and john have talked about where it's like we watch it but i don't think i ever need to see it again because it's so tense and there's so much like scenes that you just He's just a
2: terrible just, human. Yeah, just like so haunting.
1: Yeah, yeah, haunting is a really good way because uh, Jake Hall plays this character who just has unlimited drive to get what he wants. And basically has no conscience as far as who he's gonna step on to get what he wants. He's a sociopath. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So it's really interesting to see this like idea of like sociopathic tendencies, but not like murdering people and being like creepy that way. But like having like that kind of drive towards something kind of mundane in the sense of like he just becomes like a, you know, filmer and sells footage to news, you know, teams for um you know, accidents, stuff like that, you know. And just the way Jillen Hall plays it, he's just like this really like gaunt, skinny, like this creep has all these really creepy mannerisms. And it's just really interesting because the story is you're watching a villain and like you're just hoping that someone will like catch him, but he's so far an- ahead of everyone else that he's like never going to get caught kind of thing. And there's just so many tense scenes in settings that aren't like normally tense, but the way he talks about stuff and the way he sees things are so rigid and so, you know, matter of fact that it's like, just makes you feel really uneasy. Um, And you're just always wondering like, what's the worst case scenario? That's probably what's going to happen. You're like just hoping the whole time that it doesn't, and you're just sitting on the edge of your seat. Well, that's, it.
0: that's what's so crazy. Cause the movie starts out showing you the stakes that he is capable of making
1: yeah this isn't really necessarily a spoiler but yeah the literally like the first like scene of the movie he you know they don't show it on screen but he like kills someone because he just couldn't get out of like what he was he was
0: backed into a corner and he just striked and yeah yeah, you don't see it
1: but you know he
0: striked hard
1: yeah and so for the rest of the movie you know what he's capable of off something that didn't necessarily mean anything so like watching it you're just like ah (laughs) <laughs> but it's awesome. Like, it's shot really well. Um, beautiful film. A lot of really cool scenes with a lot of different uh, actors. Renee Russo's in it. Bill Paxson's in it. Um, a lot of really good actors in it. And it's really well done. I think it's something that people should watch. It's, you know, crime kind of film. It's kind of noir-esque. Mm-hmm. Um, slow, but it's something I really recommend at least watching one time. Because just the story is so interesting because it's just so
2: dark. <laughs> Also, just like the fact that he. The one thing I loved about that movie was how much it like puts a lens on different things of our culture. Yeah, like news um, media yeah. culture. News yeah. media culture, but also the fact that like a lot of his traits we like qualify as like ideal for like the American like working, like work, a gotta, successful, successful, uh, successful working. Driven yeah. work, like yeah. you, you do everything, you work your way up, you know, you you are willing to do whatever it takes to have the job for the money to do like to make yourself a person right and just like watching that twisted in such a terrible and like yeah. haunting man. A man with
0: no conscience just yeah. like obviously just has no conscience yeah I,
1: I really liked a lot i thought the um like marketing campaign didn't really do it justice as far as cuz they had this whole like you can't buy you can't win the lottery if you don't have the money to buy a ticket and they like that what's all what would play during like mm-hmm. the trailers and stuff and it's like he says it once in the movie and it's just it was such an interesting marketing I thought it was interesting I think a lot of people skipped it but I found it really interesting <laughs> it's like
0: right. I also I also still feel like the name the title is unfortunate just cuz it's nightcrawler and oh, it's yes. like it's it's still being, I honestly think the people who made really this s-
1: I think <laughs> that people who made this movie literally never thought of
0: but it was like action. all but like i don't remember what year it came, like other movies came out but like, it's just like, it still just came out in the in a time where just like a lot of marvel movies and comic book movies are coming out. i was thinking ah nightcrawler like yeah. he's finally getting his own so like solo film god bless <laughs> but yeah pretty uh yeah. pretty visceral film Pretty yeah, uh, he like he like he acts like exactly the way you feel like Steve Buscemi would act like if you don't know who Steve Buscemi is. And you see him in he's such a
2: good human. <laughs> he's though. a good
0: human. <laughs> you see if you see Steve, that's Bu- like, you see Steve Buscemi in a dark alley. I've
1: been rewatching like, oh Workaholics. And that one guy, I remember watching Workaholics, and the one guy who's kind of like the creepier guy in the office, yeah. he's like, I just really love to work with kids. Man, you can't be saying that stuff and have the face that you've got. <laughs> <laughs> Did
0: you watch It? Not yet. You, uh, you excited to watch It? Yeah. Yeah. I watched I, It? to watch It? Wait, what? I mean. I watched it last night, and I really liked it. Uh-huh. Uh-huh.
2: No pun intended. <laughs> uh,
0: it's I, it's a really entertaining film, but it's like funny because it's weird, like having the book and the previous movie in mind, watching mm-hmm. it, and that affected, like that is like it obviously affected my my time watching it because at a certain point I stopped being scared, right? Even though like no, this movie is scary. This movie definitely has some really solid scary moments. They started establishing rules to Pennywise, mm-hmm. and then I was like, oh, okay. So now, like, it's like the, the illusion of what Pennywise is started getting deflated for me. Uh-huh. But, like, so, like, I was like, okay, I'm going to focus less on what part's going to scare me. I'm just going to focus on the kids who are fantastic.
2: Yeah, I heard they just blow the, blow it away. Well,
0: it's crazy because it's, it's straight up just Stranger Things the movie. Right. Like, and so it's like, it's just like, the, like it's all, like, banter between the kids. Like, even when the scary shit starts happening, you always hear some kids going, whoa! <laughs> like, it's <laughs> like, like... <laughs> just like reacting acting to like this really awkward situation, or like like there's like you know they're still kids, so like they don't really quite grasp the reality of like just some things. Like oh, there's a moment where like oh, okay, we're gonna we're gonna go in there, we're gonna fight it, and like everyone grab a weapon, and like one kid he just like slowly grabs a beer bottle from the ground, and like the camera follows him as he just like slams it against the fence to turn it into like a shiv, but it just shatters in his hand, and he says, oh oh okay, never mind, forget that. <laughs> it's like they actually took this time to like focus on the kid doing it. It was like how weird That's <laughs> But great. funny but funny it's like <laughs> it's like one of those it's like one of those movies where in the end in hindsight i was like i i know i know obviously what happened to them is real but like i, I felt like one of those movies where like it all could have just been a metaphor right you know like like wait did that really just happen or did they just uh, like just have like this weird like childhood innocence loss moment that just like completely made up just right. like just for you know laughs and so like that but uh it's pretty good i uh I'd watch it again mm-hmm. but uh and like they and it's so weird 'cause they in, they have weird homages to the the book mm-hmm. like the 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 celestial side of it, like you know the origin of it right, and his like the enemy, the turtle there' are actually like some moments in the film where they take the time to mention a turtle mm. and like these really like these like peaceful moments of the film, and it's like hmm, huh, that's that's kind of cute, like <laughs> like I get it, I get the reference, I don't know why you did the like its <laughs> but it's kind of cute. <laughs> Awesome. Yeah, pretty good though.